have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mom of the Podcast, and I am super excited for our guest today. We've got France Tailleur. I think I said it right. <laughs> She's a conscious parenting coach that infuses human design and helps parents in their journey to connect with their child. And I couldn't think of a more perfect time to have her on the show because right now it's something I hear so much that parents are struggling to connect with all of these new rules, you know, and roles as teacher, as guidance counselor, as, you know, also parent, chef, <laughs> all of the things. And it's, it's what I'm hearing come up so much for our listeners is, you know, how do I connect with my child when they're around all the time, but there's, it, it doesn't feel like that deeper connection. So I'm so happy to have you here, Frost. Thank you for being here. I'm going to pass the floor over to you to share a little bit more about what you do, who you are, and how you do what you do. So welcome. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here with you today. So like Sabrina said, I did get certified as a conscious parenting coach. And for me, there's a few things how my business has evolved and a few things that kind of shifted after my certification. And I realized that there was inside conscious parenting there's a few things that we talk about and it's that didn't make sense to me and it was that we have to reparent ourselves so basically so we're aligned with who we are meant to be who we're designed to be versus just what society tells us to do and what is ideally best for us based on society standards and to me, I was like, how do you do that? It was always a question mark. I, there was no explanation on how to do it, but there was talk about it all the time. And the other idea inside conscious parenting was to be a guide for your child. So if you think about being an aunt or, you know, a close friend and they have a child, how do you interact with that child? You love them. You want the best things for them, but you're not stuck into the fear of, all the bad things that could happen if your child does this, right? So for example, one that I think most parents can relate to is like grades, right? They come home, they have a bad, quote unquote, bad grade. And then you start getting into the fear of like, oh my God, they're not going to get accepted into a good school. They're not going to get a good job. They're going to stay in my house all my life. And like, what do, how do I do that? Right. And to me, again, it was like, well, how are you a guide to your child? If other than following what society tells you to do, which there's good things, but there's also things that we can leave behind. And I was introduced to conscious parent, uh, sorry, to human design. And that's where I was like, that is the piece. That is the link where this is what you use to reparent yourself. And it's also what you use to be the best guide you can be for your child. 
And it's where all the magic happens. I also, the three pillars of my business are human design, conscious parenting, and then energy alignment. So I tap into an art that is called Qigong and I guide parents and children through this practice so that they can deepen and it like supports human design and it supports conscious parenting in the most beautiful, beautiful way. Wow. Sounds really interesting. So for people who maybe don't know what human design is, you know, there's definitely a lot more talk about it. It's been coming up for me a lot. What is human design? Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I think you can find different definitions about what human design is and it's based on your time of birth, your location and all those things. And some people, so many people will say, well, I don't know if I believe that, but then you start hearing about it and you realize, wow, like for me, it was like, I've always known that those pieces were true for me yet my parents, society, whoever, no fault to them, but would make me feel bad for like thinking those things are like knowing that those things are true. And I didn't quite know how to take that. So I find that I don't like to talk about what human design is, but I like to talk about like what it does. And really what it does is it it gives you permission to fully accept yourself for who you are and how you're designed to be and fully accepting that it is different than somebody else. And that's okay. Mm, I love that. Cause that I can see how that would help connect with your child. Cause yes. your child has their own unique human design as well. Correct. Yes. Correct. So understanding how your child is designed to operate in this world would be an extraordinarily helpful thing when it comes to connection. I, I can imagine. Very much so. And I can give you like one or two pieces that shifted so much for me when I learned about this and without getting into specific details, but learning about um, her root center. And it was, you know, she has an open or undefined root center. Really what it means is that she's not here to be on anybody else's timeline. So I'm like, how am I supposed to parent this child who's not supposed to be on anybody's timeline? How do I make sure I get to appointments on time, to play dates on time, to school on time? So it's like learning these pieces and then playing with it because we were having issues all the time. It was, it's time to get ready. She gets frazzled because I'm creating a timeline for her. And, you know, she gets frazzled and then everything unravels from there. So I use this piece with who she is designed is she also has um, a defined heart, which means that she's naturally competitive. So I use the two instead of like forcing her and, you know, to get ready, let's go, let's go, let's go follow my timeline. I use her competitive side to work with me or with her so that I am able to you know, we're able to get to where we need to go on time without the chaos, without the frazzle, without the blowout. Right. Amazing. Yeah. I love the sound of that. I think, I think every parent needs to, to hear this because it's a different style. It's a different perspective. It's something new, right? I, I hear so many parents just say, it's not working. I can't do this and stop. And they block themselves. Whereas, you know, exploring something new, exploring something different, this could be that answer that you're looking for, right? This could be the thing that helps you connect with your child. So I love the work that you're doing. 
what would you say to parents who are, I know a lot of parents right now are struggling there. The kids are home from school. They're attempting to either homeschool or, or use the distance learning schooling that's provided. You know, it's very frustrating. I, I'll admit I've been frustrated with my kids too. It's, it's tenfold really. It's, it's frustrating because they're home and they're in your space. And if you're used to having your own space, that can be very demanding. It's frustrating to watch them have to navigate their way through something new, something that is also very frustrating for them and see how they, you know, I know children are resilient and they adapt, but it's still a challenge for them. I think, what would you say to parents who are struggling? I think right now, a lot of people are struggling. What would you say to them that, you know, one, maybe one tip that they could try or one thing, you know, that, that you would recommend to your clients? understanding that it's not a one size fits all, um, but, you know, something that has worked for you and supporting parents that are dealing with this sort of challenge. There's a lot that I could say, but <laughs> um, like you said, um, learning that human design piece is almost like giving you a, it's not almost, it is exactly giving you that blueprint, that handbook that like we wish we had for our kids. Like, what do I need to do to not mess my kid up? So learning more about that will help you. But like more in the short term, honestly, is just connection. Um, there's, I walk my clients and in my courses, I walk people through different ways to create this. But basically one thing that I love saying and that I use over and over again is like connection before expectation. So we get up in the morning and we expect our kids to get ready for school without putting up a fight, without wanting to do to play or to do this. We expect them to be on their online course so that we can also be working. <laughs> right we expect them to do their homework without a battle we expect them to do all these things yet we don't always take the time to just stop everything we're doing and connect with them first so one thing that I guide parents through and sometimes you can forget but it's like take that time to connect with your child the more in those connections the more playful you can be the more laughing you can do because laughing releases those feel-good hormones. It helps you bond with your child, right? So the more just silly, like for us, it's a lot of, especially when I feel there's tension in the air, it's a lot of roughhousing. It's like wrestling. It's a lot of just playing games that I know will get her to laugh. It will get me to laugh. And it helps us release the stress hormones that has built up in our body. So when I find myself, you know, being frustrated, or seeing that she is frustrated, I just stop. And we just play, we connect, we laugh, we do whatever it is. And then she naturally tells me when it's enough. She'll just stop and she'll just go do her own thing. All of a sudden, your child becomes cooperative. <laughs> your child becomes like, I don't want to say that, but like easier to handle. You know, it's just the energy completely shifts in your house. So the first thing I would try and the first thing that I would recommend is like let go of those expectations and before you have those expectations. So if you find yourself, oh my, like we're both frustrated right now and I realize that I didn't connect with my child, just stop, just stop everything, go connect with them and then try to start again and see how 
different the energy is for both of you. I love that. I think that's so important because we expect so much. I love the expectation piece because we expect so much, right? They're dealing with a lot. They're dealing with a lot of change, a lot of new, a lot of fear in themselves. I think with everything that's going on in the world, we may not even recognize that what they're listening to, what they're watching, what they're hearing. Right. So there's a lot of expectations that we're putting on our children to expect them to just adapt and and be a certain way. So I love that connection piece because it is so important. And I always say to my clients, you know, this goes to every facet of life, not just parenting, you know, is it life or death? No, if they miss a class, it's okay. You're not a teacher. You're not meant to be a teacher. It's, it's okay. Even if you are a teacher, that doesn't mean you're supposed to teach your own children, right? So it's about letting go of expectations with your kids, but also letting go of the expectations of yourself. It doesn't mean you failed as a parent if you miss a class or you know your child's not reading to the societal standards of reading in some textbook somewhere, right? So I think that's important to remember too, is it's not just about letting go of the expectations that we put on our kids, but let go of the expectations you're putting on yourself as a parent too. You know, it's a, it's a hard job. It's a full-time job. (laughs) And, you know, if our job is to connect with our kids and to play and to laugh and have fun, that's way more feel good to me than, oh, I have to teach and, you know, be on a computer and do this and do that. And yeah, I think connection will help both people in the relationship, if I'm not mistaken. No, you're not at all. And it's, that's the thing too, like the more and more I lean into that connection, especially before expecting anything from her, any type of cooperation is, yeah, it fills your cup up and I crave it as much as she does every day, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it helps both of you, especially the play, the laughter, because it helps you release those stress hormones. And then you come back fresh to whatever it is that you need to do. So good. And it's such a small shift, right? It's such a small thing to incorporate into your everyday. It takes more time and more energy to yell, to argue, to, you know, break things up or, you know, it, it takes more than to just stop, drop and connect. Right. Like, I, I love that piece. Cause I think we forget how much energy and time essentially we're actually wasting forcing and pushing and, you know, making things happen when they're not meant to happen. Yeah. And the other piece that if you want to take it even further is we often look at our child for like, you know, my child is having this issue or that issue. How do I fix him? How can I change and control his or her environment to, you know, fix this issue? But we often stop, forget to look at ourselves. And so if, Like it is my encouragement to you to develop a self-care practice. It's something that I talk about all the time. I feel like I talk about it on repeat and people are like, okay, stop talking about it. I get it. But yeah, so many people don't do it. So many people don't do it, but the self-care makes such a difference. And it's what I realized this week is it's a cumulative effect that it does doing, you know, your self-care one time is not going to make much of a difference. But if you develop a practice and you do it every day or you do it five, six times a week, whatever it is that you can manage, there's a shift that happens. All of a sudden, oh my God, my child is an angel. All these little problems we're having, they're gone. 
all of a sudden it's like, wow, I haven't like lost my patience at my child for X amount of days or X amount of weeks or X amount of months, you know? And it's like nothing your child did, but everything you do, right? And it's, to me, self-care is like non-negotiable for any parent. And it's almost like preventative medicine. And it's like being proactive with, you know, doing what you actually want, which is a deep connection with your child. I love that you said that because we, we actually talk about self-care a lot on this show too. You're not alone in that. You know, I feel like I'm preaching um, to the choir here, but yeah, it's so important. It's so important for everyone and your children are watching, right? I think we forget how like they're little sponges and they're soaking everything up. And even if it's subliminal messages they're getting, you're not specifically going out of your way to say things or to do big, bold things, but the little things they notice, they pick up on it. Like they're brilliant. Right. So I think it's really important to remember that having them see us practice self-care, having them see us have a routine and taking time for ourselves and behaving in that way, it will also inspire them for their future too, to know that that's something they need and for their present too I always every time I talk about self-care I talk about how can you invite your child to do it with you and it's not about forcing them because when you're forced to do something you sometimes push back right and you resist it but it's like I have the invitation every day for my child to do specific things that are I know are beneficial to her and filling up her own cup right I love that Mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely. So I know a little secret, maybe because I'm your publisher, maybe not, (laughs) but I would love to know a little bit about uh, what's launching tomorrow while pre-launching. You know, you've got a journal that's being published in time for Mother's Day, but I'd love to hear a little bit about that and your inspiration and, you know, as much as you want to share or not share, if you want to surprise everyone, it is going into pre-launch tomorrow. So I'd just love to hear a little bit about it. What can people expect? Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited about this. Um, so for me, it started off as a personal thing. And that's kind of how everything I do starts off as a personal challenge or experience that I have. And I work myself through it or I use my guides to help me work through it. And then it creates a shift, right? So that's kind of when I reached out to you. So I was having issues and yeah, I was just having issues because before I was not working and I was staying home with my daughter full time, but I was taking my certification to become a conscious parenting coach. One of the pieces that I wanted to really lean into was that building my child's emotional bank account, which deepens your connection with your child. There's a piece in there that I that I heard that always resonated with me was like for every one negative interaction you have with your child, you need five positive ones to just bring it back to neutral. At this point, you're not even adding to their emotional bank account. You're not deepening your relationship. You're bringing it to neutral. And I was like, whoa. But yet, like you said, like before you kind of touched on this was like every night, well, not every night, but I would go to bed and I was like, I didn't connect the way I wanted to connect with my daughter today. Why? I know all this information, but I'm not doing it, right? And it's just creating that shift of like, what if you, if that is one of your main focuses and you can really end the day thinking, wow, today was truly like a dream come true. You probably had a few challenges and you did work and you did this, but like you had such beautiful moments of connection that it was like just so yummy, right? So 
it led me to, I was like, what can I do to bring this like intention, this thing that I know I need to do into real life? So I started writing out these questions that I thought would be helpful and about, you know, reflections that I could do in the morning and in the evening to help me bring that intention to connect with my child more. So I created some type of guided journal for myself and I was using it for a month or two at the time. And then I was like, this needs to go out because it created the biggest shift, the biggest shift for Daphne and I. So that's when I reached out to you (laughs) and um, share with you my ideas. And so that's what is being launched tomorrow is this guided journal to help you deepen that connection and to I guess like in a way let go of the chaos and just to really tap into sparkling from the inside out really is what it's all about. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited to, and we'll leave it at that because I, I want people to uh, tune in and, and come check it out. And um, we're going to put the links to everything in the show notes, including the link to pre-order your journal so exciting. Um, so thank you so much for for being here and sharing all that information with us. It's, it's a lot. And I think the, the most important thing just to recap is connection, 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 connection. Anytime you're feeling anything else, but connection, just stop and connect, right? That's going to help any situation in your parenting journey. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. If our listeners want to come find you, what's the best place? And we'll tackle Uh, a few different places. Instagram is probably one of the easiest places. You can find me at Coach France T. Uh, I also have a website and Facebook. So I will make sure all that is in the show notes as well. Amazing. Well, thank you again for being here. So my pleasure. And um, I just keep doing the work you're doing. It's so important and so powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.